Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Hey, Greg, good to see you. Hey, Dave, good to see you. I'm looking forward to today's show. Yeah, I am excited. I am really excited. I think we've got a lot of good information here for, uh, for folks, and I think they're really going to uh, enjoy they're going to learn, and hopefully we're going to laugh a little bit together and um, might make them cry a little bit, too. You never know. I'm pretty good at that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, today we're, we're talking about uh, the show's about finishing on fire, and we're trying to provide clarity to make your life really count every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the subject we're talking about today is purpose. And uh, I want to start out with a quote. Uh, from my book, The Finishing on Fire uh, book that's on Amazon. And uh, this is a a quote from Chuck Colson. And Chuck talks about uh, a story from the um, concentration camps in in Nazi Germany uh, back in World War II. And he talked about a a situation I've got in in chapter one of my book. And it's it's from the book Kingdoms in Conflict. And I I quoted from that book. And he said... um, Men will cling to life with dogged resolve while working meaningfully, even if that work supports their hated captors. But purposeless labor soon snaps the mind and the spirit. So men men will cling uh, to life with dogged resolve while working meaningfully. And and what he's talking about there, what happened, uh, the Allies came in and they bombed um, this factory. Uh, in this concentration camp, and and it just bombed it out, charred the thing. It was a mess. The next morning, the captives, uh, mostly Jewish uh, uh, men, uh, were out there, and they thought, well, we're going to go back to work and rebuild the factory. Well, when they came out, they found out there was just this huge pile of sand at one end of the charred factory, and is at the where the commandant had placed a, a big pile of sand and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Their orders were to, to dig, shovel the sand into carts and cart it to the other end of the burned out uh, factory and dump it there. And they're like, okay, so they did that. And then once they got that, all that big sand pile down to the other end of the factory, they said, okay, now uh, shovel it back in the carts and cart it back to the other end. And they're like, what? They, they couldn't figure out. They thought there's got to be a mistake, something crazy's going on here and and so so they did that well they continued the same act day after day after day and it was so mindless it was it was just like it was so confusing and it took a few days it took about three days and the first person he just finally snapped uh one guy just started you know crying uncontrollably and another another guy uh started screaming and ran toward the electric fence uh, oh, wow. And they just what happened? They just went crazy, and so that's where we talk about you know men will cling to life with dogged resolve while working meaningfully, even if that work supports their hated captors. But purposeless labor soon snaps the mind and the spirit, and so that's a great example of we need a purpose. 
we have to have a purpose. And I know um, without that, you you know, you just don't have the drive. You, you just, you, life makes no sense really. And so I know Greg, um, you do a lot of career coaching uh, and actually uh, tell us about your career coaching and, and the purpose component and all that in your coaching and stuff. It's really interesting. Uh, some of the, the people that you deal with and some of the stories you've got. So can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So yeah, as you just were saying, purpose is near and dear to my heart and to my, to my business. In fact, my business is named career meets purpose. Uh-huh. And so it's all about, uh, I'm a career and business coach and <clears throat> I have a lot of people um, both men and women in their fifties, sixties, and even seventies that will come to me and they actually feel like something is, uh, is missing in their lives, something large and like there's a gaping hole in their lives. And really it's, it's, as you were just talking about what they're missing is, or what they're feeling is a, um, a disconnection with their purpose. And so that's what we spend time working on is helping them define what their purpose is. We're going to talk a little bit more in this show about, you know, about some of the dynamics around that. But in a lot of times it's said that after people have had a certain amount of success in life and have focused on success and, you know, it takes a lot of assets and money to have a family and send kids to college and all those sort of things. But at some point, um, you've, you may have enough and your, your thoughts are turning to, well, let's think about significance rather than just success. And so significance, significance sorry about that, can really, um, can really be shown in many different ways, but really it's making an impact for mankind for most people. Yeah. So kind of the bottom line is um, when we look at people's careers, we're finding ways in which they can contribute at a different level so that they feel like they're doing something that truly lines up with what they feel like is their purpose. And so we re-architect their career path to direct them into that. So it's an amazing part to amazing part I get to play to be a part of that experience. And that, that sounds so exciting because people are just searching, searching, searching. They want to be a part of something really bigger than themselves. And, and they realize that. And you get, like you said, you get to re-architect that, uh, that whole process where you say, okay, here's where you're at. Here's where you, you want to be. How do we get there? And, 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 and really kind of solidify what they're about you know, what, what their feelings are, you know, their purpose and, and, and what makes me, you know, what, what has meaning in their life, you know, as far exactly. as, you know, what they're looking for, that significance point. And, and I know we'd talked before, uh, Aaron Walker, uh, he's got a, a really cool podcast and a book and stuff about view from the top. Mm-hmm. And Aaron talks about, uh, you know, moving from success to significance. Yep. And, and matter of fact, Aaron's done that several times as far as making fortunes. Uh, he's, he's quite a businessman and done well uh, in, in many different fields. Actually, this is maybe his third or fourth career. And every time he hits it and, and he's just he's done a, a great thing. So. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up, Aaron. He's a super what a super guy. Super smart. What a really good guy. And yep. uh, hard worker too. Oh my yeah. gosh. 
Yeah, he was one of actually Dave Ramsey's first advertisers advertisers on um, his radio show. When Dave Ramsey had one radio show in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, he came to their, I don't know if it was a Qantas meeting or, or a local business uh, group. And and uh, Dave Ramsey is telling about his new show. And at the time, it was like called The Money Game. I think it was, and he, <laughs> and Aaron says, well, I don't even know who you are, and I don't know what your show's about, and I don't know, and he says, I don't know. Finally, he started, he says, okay, he says, I'll, I'll, I, you know, Dave Ramsey finally says, I'll tell you what, give me two weeks. Well, advertise, I'll give it to you for free, two mm-hmm. weeks, and after about three days, Aaron calls up Dave Ramsey, he says, hey, he says, I don't know what you're feeding these people, but they're coming into my store like crazy. He says, sign me up for a whole year. I just want to, and he'd be, he was an advertiser with him for, for years uh, in that business uh, he had. It, it's just funny uh, to tell, hear Aaron tell about that, tell that story. It's just fun. And, and uh, he's just, he's just a neat guy, just one of the good guys in life. So, yeah. I love that yeah. story. Yeah. So Dave, what are you? What are your thoughts about what? Uh, what's it look like when um, when purpose is uh, missing in your life? We talked a little bit about that, but you know, why do you think it's important? I, I think a good thing that you said. I really like the way you said, uh, Greg. You said uh, there's like a hole there you're trying to mm. fill, and I remember the quote. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Brady after one of the Super Bowls. He's won six now, which is gagging. I'm sorry, as a coach fan, <laughs> but but he um, but he's won six Super Bowls at this point, and uh, and after one of those, they interviewed him and said, you know, is this just the greatest thing, you know, and all this, you know, and they're going on and on, and he says, you know, there, there's got to be more, there's got to be more, and that's where you have to look beyond yourself and and realize. Uh, when you're serving people, when you're helping a lot of people, and that's what this show's about. When life is bigger than you, you when you're tied into something that really uh, helps mankind. I mean, in general, and you can you can find the the opportunities everywhere, but that is so critical that you just can't fill it inside yourself. Okay, it's got to go beyond you, and and it's just and, and it's a matter of not being selfish. It's a matter of serving. And, and I think we're taught that throughout our lives, that when you're serving a lot of people, that's when you're really being fulfilled. And that's where you have find that meaning in your life. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And what I find is in working with people that where that where that meaning is not there, um, there's there actually can be a really deep frustration in them mm-hmm. where showing up and going to work every day, uh, especially if they're the provider for the family. Um, whether it's a man or a, or a woman, um, you know, you can put your head down and, and make the money for a, a long time, but at some t- at some point it gets to you and you feel like you're, um, you're really <laughs> going through a lot of motions without any enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so that, it, so beyond that, you know, it, there can be the feeling of emptiness, as you said, where there's just a hole somewhere. Um, yeah. all the way to maybe some depression as well. Yeah. It spills over into all areas of life. It really does. And I, uh, I've gone on a lot of um, uh, mission trips in, the, uh, in Central America. I've gone to you know, Mexico many times, Honduras, Guatemala, and, uh, and I've met a lot of very poor people. And, uh, and I remember hiking up in the mountains there in Honduras 
and we would visit some of these families and they, the, where they lived was like, um, I wouldn't put my dog in it basically. I mean, really shabby places, but some of the happiest people you'd ever met. I, I mean, they're just so nice. You, you just, uh, they were so generous and so loving. And so they were uh, just um, in awe that you would spend time to come and visit them. It was an honor for them. And I remember this one family um, didn't look like they had much to eat, but they offered us bananas. They had some bananas that they had gotten from the, uh, the local jungle, I guess. And they, they gave them to us. And, and it's like, that's the best they had. And they were willing to do that. And very happy, happy people. And, and then I've, I've got a lot of millionaire friends and I know some of them that are very um, unsettled and unhappy. Like you said, they just haven't found that purpose. And there's a frustration level there. And it's sad. Uh, and I just, I just, I hate that for them because I feel like through uh, our show and our workshops, especially, I think can really help guys. Uh, we do these two day workshops. Uh, they're 12 men at a time. And I, th I think we cover a lot of stuff in those workshops that, that guys can really assess where they're at and where they want to be and, and what it takes um, to really build that purpose in and, and, and see that. And, and I think that that's one thing that's really exciting about our show. And then the fact that we can get guys to, to sit down a couple days and really fire up their lives. That's, that's exciting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, I know you had a little bit of a, um, a story from your book that you wanted to share about what happens, what's it look like when you are, you know, living in your purpose? I, I, that's a funny thing. Um, I think about this and, and, and I'm so amazed. Uh, chapter one talks about, uh, it's called Harper Lee and me, or Harper Lee at three. My granddaughter's name is Harper Lee and she's three years old right now, uh, going to be four this summer, but I see in her a wonderment uh, in everything. She she has no uh, inhibitions. Her creativity, her life is about, her purpose, and, and, and I could see it in her, is to enjoy, explore, create, sing, love. It's about expression of all kinds with whoever she's around, okay, whatever she's doing just total immersion in what she's doing. She's just, she, now she only focused for a little while and then she goes, moves on, but <laughs> she just, she's living in the moment. And I talk about that throughout my book, but, but it's so exciting to see how she can teach us living in the moment is so magical. It is so wonderful. And, and she just enjoys every mm -hmm. bit of life. And that's what so many of us, we have that emptiness, but, but she sees it. She sees it in, in, um, in people. She sees it in the games that she plays. She, she sings a lot, a lot of music and stuff, a very lighthearted uh, uh, attitude. And, and it's just quite a lesson. And that's what chapter one talks about, you know, Harper Lee at three. Sometimes we just need to go back and, and learn from our children and say, wow, I wish I could be as carefree, you know, in my spirit like that, because that's, man, that's living right in your purpose right there. I, that's a great story. I love that. <laughs> Especially that, uh, that child, uh, not childlike, it is child. <laughs> <laughs> he is a child. 
it's that exuberance you can just see the the joy and just you know they're on fire and so that's the that's the desire we have for everybody that you and i come in contact with so yeah yeah and greg i've seen studies uh where and i've read several books and they talk about uh the different age of of children and how their creativity just um, just continually drops at certain ages as they go up because it's kind of beat out of them. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're criticized and ridiculed at, at school or in different environments, uh, and they they stop raising their hand, you know, because they're afraid. You know, I don't want to be called on because I'm going to look stupid, you know, or whatever. And so they lose that creative nature, which is really sad because it's it's almost like it's bullied out of them by society. And, um, and, and it's the people that can keep that, that, that uh, carefree and creative spirit about them and that, that joy of life and joy of, of day-to-day and moment-by-moment living, uh, they're the ones that really make the world exciting. I, I think that's just awesome. That, and I think that's what we're trying to do with, with our show here is help guys, you know, one, one uh, technique at a time, look at life, and, and, and turn it and, and, and just do what they need to do by visualizing every day um, each activity that they're in and how they can make that a positive thing. And, and that's what we want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a really good tie in, you know, we were going to talk about, well, how do you, how do you find your, your purpose? And there's, there's a lot of different facets to that. But um, in, in how I work with people for ex- just to pull some examples from that, you know, it's really looking backwards, actually, <laughs> as you just said, it's, it's helping people, you know, we can see, um, we can see a lot in the rearview mirror and uh, we can learn from it. And so it's part of this is taking inventory and really looking at life in total um, in the past, in the present, and then considering what the future looks like. And it's also thinking about, you know, values and their skills, their abilities, their interests, their personality, and, and really helping unpack that for them and really um, coming away with some insights. And one of the, one of the biggest things that I've learned, because I, I worked for years before I started my coaching business, by the way, I've been in coaching for, um, for six years full time. And I spent a lot of time before that trying to figure out what my purpose was. And I was mistakenly assuming that it was a passive activity where I would just one day have this thought or um, God would help me understand immediately like that, that would just pop into my head. And I find that so many people have that same posture. And so I advocate that it's really, it's an active pursuit of learning your purpose. And so just as you were talking about <clears throat> with your granddaughter of, you, know, you can see children just trying things without inhibition, without fear, without worrying about failing. And over time, as you said, that starts to go away, but it's so, so important to get in there and get active and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I like the way you said that, Greg. You talked about uh, no fear, and and I start out my my first chapter talking about you can live in faith or you can live in fear. Mm-hmm. Okay, and as we've dealt with this COVID virus all over the world and all the crazy stuff that that's happened around it, um, 
I have been amazed at the people that live in constant fear and how they, they're just, in my opinion, a lot of times very irrational. I, I see people walking down the highway or the street by themselves and they got a mask on. And I'm thinking, well, you're not going to be spitting on anybody or sneezing or coughing, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. cars driving by you, you know, and I'm thinking, really? Yeah. <laughs> and so. I just, but, but, and I see them <laughs> driving around in their car by themselves in their car. Okay. Solo. And they got a mask on and I'm thinking, wow, do you just enjoy it? It's convenient. <laughs> I don't know, maybe perhaps, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I, I just stop and, and I, and I, I talk about that, you know, and, and you don't have to be a, a particularly religious person to live in faith. Uh, what I'm talking about there is that you have an optimistic view that, uh, you know, tomorrow's going to be a better day or, or, Hey, I learned something today and I'm going to build on today mm-hmm. or, Hey, you know, I've gone through some rough times, but guess what? I didn't lose. I learned. I didn't win all the time, but I didn't lose because I learned something. And that's that's the spirit of faith and living in faith that you are going to build on each day and enjoy each day and, and just get better and better. And so I, I, that's kind of my my whole attitude about it is is live in faith. Don't be living in fear because fear is just just um, it'll eat you up. It, it's like a cancer. It, it'll just you know, it's like worry. Uh, and fear and regret, all those things are a lot of wasted energy. Yes. And uh, it was Mark Twain, I guess it was, that, that said, you know, I've, I've feared so many things in my life, uh, but most of which uh, did not ever come to pass. And, and that's so true. You know, it's like our worries. We worry about things and 90% of them, we can't change them. Or a lot of times they don't even come to pass. Uh, we worry that this is going to happen or that's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, that wasn't so bad or, or that didn't turn out to be that way. So, so yeah, that's huge. Just living in faith or living in fear. And I've just chosen to live in faith. That's just my outlook on life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for bringing up Mark Twain, too. I mean, if you think about what a, re- <laughs> what a reflective guy. I mean, we all, yeah. we, we all live in the moment and, and fear is in the moment, it seems. And that he had the power to step that step aside and look back and you yeah. know, and take assess and assess the situation. Yeah. So it's so true what he said. Yeah, yeah, he's quite a wit. Um, it was funny. I did a job uh, with one of my businesses down by uh, the Kentucky Tennessee line, down by Dale Hollow Lake, and mm-hmm. I stayed at this little town. I can't even remember the name of it, but I parked one day and I was eating my lunch and I looked. And there was a little bench at this little park. And I went over and looked at it. It had an engraving there. And it was the hometown of Mark Twain. Uh, you remember his actual name? His stage name was Mark Twain. Right. Do you remember uh, what his name was? His actual name. Clemens. Wasn't it Samuel Clemens? Uh, Samuel Clemens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of interesting, but yeah, I've read a few of his books or some, a lot of his writings and stuff and just a lot of neat uh, nuggets of wisdom there and uh, just kind of some funny stuff. And, and I just, that, that's always good to learn from people like that because (laughs) you never live long enough to figure all that stuff out. So you may as well learn. So that's, that's exciting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
Well, any other aspects we should talk about that? I mean, the, the, the one, per, one thing you just reminded me of, uh, again, was the importance of um, at least the faith component for many people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and being people of faith, um, as you and I are, um, uh, I believe that God uniquely designs each of us with a unique purpose. And, and so that's so, so important for each individual to understand that they can lock in on that and to yeah. make it happen. Yeah. I, I think uh, I used to listen to um, uh, Ravi Zacharias. Uh, he was a, a very famous uh, minister preacher and he, um, and I still watch his YouTube videos and stuff a lot of times. And he talks about this um, and he talks about um, every unique person, every, every person is, is unique. They have unique characteristics that the world actually needs. Okay. Mm -hmm. We need each other. We really do. We're like a a huge family. Uh, And, and there's so many people that get discouraged, you know, uh, these times are are, are tough and, and they have the lockdowns and all that stuff. But, uh, but he talked about that. I'm trying to find uh, that point. Uh, I was going to talk about him. Um, he mentioned uh, four fundamental uh, questions of life, and this it boils down to this: uh, the question of origin, the question of meaning, the question of morality, and then destiny. And and yes. we, we always wonder, you know, where did we come from? Where? Well, our our worldview, you know, as, as Christian men, you know, we feel like we've been created and and we are in God's image, and we do have a purpose uh, mm-hmm. to spread that message of love and concern and kindness uh, to our fellow man. Um, and Ravi talks about that, but he said, we talk about our origin, where we came from, then meaning, what's what's the meaning of our life? And like I said, it's serving others. It's being a part of something greater than ourselves and, and not being just totally self-absorbed. And then he talks about morality. What are our standards? You know, while we're here, you know, what what's our basis of, of, of conduct? And, and that's, that's really strong. It's a great pull. And I think we naturally know uh, you don't have to be taught um, right and wrong for the most part. You know when something is wrong. You, you just right. know. You, you see something, someone being hurt and abused or, or injustice, you know. It, you just you get that feeling and you're like, wait a minute, that's not right. You know, the, you, you shouldn't be doing that or, or whatever. So, and then of course the um, the last one is destiny. You know, where, where are we going? What's going to happen? You know, do we just, mm-hmm. you know, fade off into the sunset? And I, I think it's, that's what caught me and, and got me writing this book about finishing on fire. I thought about, okay, uh, at this point, I just turned 60. Okay. I don't sound like an old guy, do I? But I just turned 60 and I'm thinking, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, okay, I've got a lot of years behind me and there's actually way more years behind me than I will have ahead of me because I'm probably not going to live to 120 or more, <laughs> which would be double what I am now. So, okay, I need to make every day count. I need to make every relationship encounter count. I need to make, uh, and when, if you ever chop wood, you know, you talk about hitting a good lick with that, with that ax. Okay. When you're, if you've ever chopped a log with an ax, you're looking at hitting a good lick. And sometimes when I've, I've worked hard a, a full day and I, I've, and I, I talk to a guy I, I work with and I say, 
you know, we hit a good lick today and, and that's what we want to do. We want to strike and we want to uh, advance every day, you know, uh, work hard, but, but make a difference. Uh, even a small incremental difference. That's all we need, but constantly be moving ahead. And that's, that's what um, we're looking at is, is it's just getting better and better and better. And that's what the book was about. How do you make every day count? And, and a lot of it is, it deals with relationships. Uh, it deals with uh, health. Uh, the book deals with money. Um, it just talks about life and, and, and just really um, learning skills that uh, help you uh, enhance your life every day. So, so I just wanted to bring that in. I, I'm glad you said something about, uh, you know, how we feel in our faith, you know, and how we get our purpose. So, yeah. Yeah, and I appreciate you tying that to um, to that quote. And I had another one I was going to share. Well, it's actually a piece of art. Not that I'm an art expert or anything, but <laughs> it was either um, Alistair Begg, who is a, mm-hmm. a pretty well-known pastor, or it was Ravi Zacharias. And I was listening to one of their sermons one time, and they were talking about um, the French artist, uh, Paul Gauguin. And uh, it's a famous, famous painting. If you Google it and pull it up, you'll find it. But inscribed in the painting, in the actual painting itself, are three questions. Where do we come from? What are, what are we? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. And so that ties in so well with what you were saying a, a few minutes ago. Yeah. So um, it's really inspirational. I mean, this this work was done... I believe in the 1700s, maybe it was 1600s. I should have looked it up beforehand, but those of you that want to Google it, you can find out for sure. And yeah, yeah and, and see that this question of purpose and, and why are we here has been, um, you know, since the dawn of mankind, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, last episode we talked about legacy and um, of course I got my shirt on and I wanted to mention um, my dad, um, he taught us about um, injustice and how to treat people, relationships and all that. And he always said um, his legacy was his children. And, and it, he was so proud of his children and then his grandchildren, great-grandchildren. But uh, there's four of us. Uh, Kelly's the oldest, and then Myra, my sister, and then Doug and myself. Uh, Doug's the youngest, and then I'm a middle, middle guy. But on average, we've been married. Uh, the The oldest, we've been the longest is forty five years. Uh, the The least amount is thirty three years to the same woman. Okay, so or man for my my sister, but but each of us kids, our legacy has been you know faithfulness, uh, happy marriages, uh, good relationships, um, uh, basically impeccable character except for me, I'm, I'm kind of the, the black sheep of the family, but no, actually uh, that was dad's legacy. And that's what he was so proud of. And he, he would always said, you know, he, he was so proud of his kids and his grandkids. And he said, you know, and there's not a bad one in the bunch. And that, that was his pride. He loved how his children turned out. We, we've never, uh, any of us have ever had any kind of issues as far as uh, legal issues or or, uh, you know, drug and alcohol abuses and all that stuff. Our marriages have been very successful, very happy uh, marriages. Uh, I've told my wife, I don't know how many times I said, honey, we've been married 35 years. 
uh, almost 36 now. We've been together about 40 years. We, we've known each other that long. And I said, if I had a choice, I'd do it all over again. I'd marry you again. And, and we've been together 40 years, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. But we've built strong, you know, communication uh, ties and and our, our character is strong. And dad was so proud of, of, of his whole family and, and what we've done. And that's just what we're about, the Wadsworth family and, and that legacy and stuff. And that's where uh, what you do in life, what dad taught us lives on through his children and his grandchildren and the positive uh, impact that they have on, on the world, which is, is, is phenomenal. It's exciting to me. And I'm, I'm really proud. And that's why I dedicated uh, this book to my dad, actually. And it tells some about my dad in here. So, so it's kind wow. of fun. Yeah. What a, what a, what a legacy for him to provide. That's amazing. Yeah. Sharing that. Well, you want to, I know you had a, a little story to tell us here at the end to kind of help us understand a little bit more, you know, our final thoughts about purpose. Want to go there? Yeah. Let, let me tell you that I, um, I was in, um, I went to Auschwitz in, uh, actually in Poland, outside of Krakow, Poland. I was at the Nazi death camp. Um, I stood in the gates, the archway, where they brought in the train loads of, of innocent people. And they brought in right through where I was standing, right through that gate there, over a million people that they brought in and they, and they killed them. They just, they just killed them. Uh, uh, some of them, they just, the gas chambers, they took them to the gas chambers, they stripped them of everything and they took them and they killed them. And then others, um, they worked them to death, you know, but most of them, they just took them in and, and killed them. So um, I ended up there and the, the I was with Eva Kaur, who's a, a Holocaust survivor. She was a twin and uh, she survived her and her sister who they were twins. Now her mom and dad were killed and her two older sisters were murdered too there. But um, the reason I was there was because of a guy named Victor Frankel. And Victor Frankel um, was a, a young doctor from Vienna, Austria. And he had a medical practice. He was uh, a newlywed, you know, newly married. Uh, and the uh, Germans came in, the Nazis, and they took him and, and they killed, you know, his wife. They killed his mom and dad and they killed a, 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 a brother. But he survived. And he said when he was there, um, they stripped them of everything. They shaved the hair off their heads. They shaved the hair off their whole bodies. And he had nothing. And he said at that point, and he realized he had a choice. And his choice was his last freedom as a human being was his attitude, his choice to choose how he responded to life. And, and he, he developed what we call this um, logotherapy or logos therapy, uh, and and it is uh, talks about meaning, which is a, a term for meaning. And he said, uh, you know, when the guys, the prisoners, when they would work and work and work, when they lost the meaning that they were going to try to survive for a family member or for whatever reason. And his reason, he said, well, he didn't realize his wife was murdered at the time, uh, but he wanted to live to tell the story of what happened there in Auschwitz. And, and that was a driving force. He wanted to rebuild his, he had some scientific papers and things, st studies that he had done. And, and, mm -hmm. and he was, they took all that, but 
I talk about in the book, our attitude, um, uh, our problems. I have a little formula called PALS, P-A-L-S, and, and it's, it's our problems plus our attitude equals life success. And, and he got, and he talked about meaning. He talked about uh, all that. And I read his book, Man's Search for Meaning. And that's the reason I uh, teamed up and went to Auschwitz. It was because of him, I felt compelled. It is one of those weird mm -hmm. things that it said, you know, Dave, I think you need to go. You know, you got such mm -hmm. a keen interest in this. And, and he, he showed us how if a person has purpose, if he can find the meaning, you know, where, what he's supposed to be doing or, or what he's about, uh, he can survive almost anything. And, and he proved that he, he should have been killed. There's like 27 different times he can recall that he should have been, you know, killed and, and it just didn't work out. It, you know, he survived, but uh, he talks about how with meaning you can continue on. But when people lost that purpose and lost that meaning, he said, the guards would kick them and beat them and do everything they could wouldn't help. They, they would just, they had already resigned that they, they were going to give up and die. And, and it was just kind of amazing. So I, I highly recommend, recommend Victor Frankel's book, man's search for meaning. And I know we've talked about that before, but it is huge. It really is. And, and when it talks about purpose, that's a good book to, to go to. So. That's, so that's a powerful book. Yeah. I've read that book. It's a powerful book and yeah. yeah commend it to everybody to uh, take a read or take a listen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those ways, um, like we, we talked about reading. Uh, one of the things to, to help me in my last, you know, several or a few decades I've got left, I'm not planning on going anywhere any, anytime soon, <laughs> but I've really picked up my reading and mostly listening through audible. Um, because I, I feel like, okay, I'm compressing time is what I'm trying to do. And when you learn from other people by reading their books or listening to podcasts, whatever it takes to, to learn, excuse me, you, you actually, um, I guess you speed up the process of, 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 uh, and you compress time as best you can. And, and I just, I love doing that. I love to learn. I've always been a, a lifelong learner, but, but we need to learn from other people's mistakes so we can, you know, cause we won't live long enough to make them all ourselves. Uh, but we just need to learn, you know, right. how do people find that purpose? And I believe uh, through my book, there's a lot of techniques there and just from looking at other people that you admire and say, now, how do they, you know, how do they come about this? And I like your, your coaching business, my gosh, you know, uh, career meets purpose. That that's awesome. And, mm. uh, and what you've done for so many people, my gosh, over six years, you know, doing that with uh, all kinds of uh, professions. That's, that's pretty amazing. So, yeah, thank you for that. I, I appreciate what you do. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, as I said, it's an honor to be, to be able to work with people and, and help them find the right path. So, okay. Yeah. Well, is that an episode, Dave? That is, that's a wrap, Greg. I think we've, uh, we've, we've beat that one for a while and I think we're okay. And we've got people started and thinking about purpose. So, so I'm good to go. And I want to wish everybody a fantastic week and, and really look for the purpose and meaning that you've got uh, in your life and, and finish your life on fire because you can either fire up or you can fizzle out and you don't want to fizzle out. I want you to fire up. So you all take care. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you.
Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.